To stay on top in business, stay on top of your technology with the new Business Desk podcast, the business of tech. Listen on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to a podcast from Newstalk ZB. Follow this and our wide range of podcasts now on iHeartRadio. Oh, good day there, and welcome to the rewrap for Tuesday. All the best bits from Mike Hosking Breakfast on News Talk ZB in a cilia package. I am Glenn Hart, and today uh, insurance is becoming, well, a real luxury. Uh, immigration, are we letting the wrong people in? And does it make us feel uncomfortable when we say that? Uh, big tech, just exactly how big is it? And how small is our current birth rate? But before any of that, uh, this uh, this job seeker issue is it? Uh, can we make it go away, please? Mike, listening to the news re benefits, uh, what exactly is punitive about requiring benefit recipients to fulfil their obligations to turn up to Windsor? Nothing, 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 nothing punitive at all. It's not remotely punitive. Mike, if you could choose one of the many social issues or societal issues that we have to deal with right now, which one would it be? What a very good question, Greg. I think the answer is the job seeker, which dovetails in with absenteeism, which dovetails at school, which dovetails in with the youth in this country, which I worry about endlessly, that we have a generational malaise. A lot of people blame it on COVID. I don't know it's COVID. I think it's lack of top-down leadership, and there's no aspiration in this country, and there hasn't been for years. And so you've got a bunch of kids now at school, and I still see it every day. Our youngest is still at school. You've got a bunch of kids at school who can't be bothered going to school, don't want to learn, don't have a pathway, don't know where they're going in life. And then clearly you've got a bunch of people who leave school with no qualifications, no nothing, and they sit there for 13 years on average on the job seeker, and they're just going to grow older, and they're not going to make any sort of contribution. So if you've got a major societal issue you want to fix, you want to get it, start at the bottom. Start with the young kids and everyone who's feeling a bit lost and a bit vacant and lacking the aspiration and desire to do anything great in life, that's where you're starting. If you can fix that, you're on your way. Yeah, the question is, can you fix that? Uh, can you get the kids to do anything? Uh, we'll come back to the subject of kids at the end of the podcast. Now hang on to your hats. The rewrap. In the meantime, uh, protecting uh, what you have now has got a lot more expensive. Uh, what can we do about this? IAG. Uh, the country's biggest player in general insurance, by the way. They cover AMI, State, NZI, NAC, Lumley. Uh, they underwrite insurance sold by ASB, BNZ, Westpac, Cooperative Bank. So chances are you're a customer, and being a customer, you will note the bill for your coverage will have gone up a lot. In fact, it's gone up by an average of 30%. IAG, by the way, made a profit, they announced the other day, of over $200 million, and that profit was for six months. Also announcing profits with Swiss Re. Now, you'll also be a customer of Swiss Re. They're the insurers of the insurers. In other words, they insure insurance companies, reinsurers, they're called. They made a profit the other day for the full year of about $5 billion, which is up 580%. Now, both these companies defended their premium hikes as they defended their profits. Now, the reason I tell you this is not to bash insurance companies because that would be easy. Easy to bash anyone who's big and successful these days, banks, oil companies, airlines. Now, the reason I tell you this is twofold. One, I've said many, many times uh, that insurance is the subject of the age, I reckon, given more of us are going uninsured. Survey out the other day that had high levels of us under financial stress and a growing number simply not reinsuring at all. So a major, major issue going forward. Also, two, because the Reserve Bank of Australia, no less, said unless premiums start to drop, the inflation issue in Australia will not be fixed, and their inflation issue is way better than ours's. In other words, unless stuff stops going up for the sake of going up, we are in serious financial trouble. Now, 
The insurance industry argues that last year they lost a fortune, that climate change is changing the way we live, and someone has to pay for all of that. That is what you would expect them to say. And I also assume the Reserve Bank knew that and knows that. And if it were uh, entirely true, they wouldn't have said what they said. Swiss Re, by the way, are proposing a 6% boost to dividends. And their dividend last year, the bad year, was $6.80 a share, thus indicating things can't have been that bad. Uh, the big question is what to do, of course. Is anyone listening to this? Do you do, do, do premiums ever drop or get contained? Or do we just, you know, bleed annually as we fork out forever increasing premiums? Or not pay at all, and therefore our cover becomes, I don't know, prayer, given we can't afford the alternative? I'll make a deal with you, insurance company. I will pay you more money on the condition that next time I ring you, I don't get lost in uh, call centre hell and get put through to a completely different company to the one I thought I was ringing just because you're owned by a different... If you can sort that out for me, charge whatever you want. 90% of parenting is just thinking about when you can have a break. And when you do take a break, enjoy the Parenting Hangover podcast. They go together like a tutu and jandals. We've said from the get-go, we ain't parenting experts. No. But it's cool to hear, what is your neighbour doing? What do they say? A problem shared is a problem halved. Oh, that's good. Not that my children are problems, a, but I feel better talking about it. The Parenting Hangover with Clinton Jordan. New episodes every Thursday on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts. The Rewrap. Now, uh, immigration's up, 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 up. Hooray! But who's coming in? Tell you what, the good news from the new immigration minister is that a reset on numbers is coming. And I think the major issue is not that too many people are coming, it's that too many of the wrong people are coming. You need to ask yourself why, if every genius, billionaire and entrepreneur was beating a path to our door, the 120-odd thousand we're growing by would not be an issue, would it? But the fact that most of them are out of India, the Philippines and China indicates there's some sort of escapism going on. People coming here to work in hospo says a couple of things about us. One, it's a crime we have to import people to do hospo, but the 13-year average for job seeker is your reason why. We are ankle, if not knee-deep, in laziness and a lifelong form of bludgerism. But two... The fact these people arrive looking to work in hospo is not a good sign that they're just waiting for the next opening at Rocket Lab. So when we reset stuff, and I assume that will come with some sort of bomb put under the immigration department, who literally everyone in the industry tells me are a major issue in themselves when it comes to processing or lack of it, but when we reset, we might actually find ourselves in trouble. My suspicion is it'll look a lot like tourism. Saying you're open and having people actually turn up are two different things. Tourism's at 79% of what it was, and what it was is now five years ago and counting. What if we tighten up the immigration criteria, tell the world that after the beat, you know, we want the best and the brightest, small clue, like every other country, and, well, all of a sudden, crickets chirping. What if our reputation because of COVID precedes us? What if the world looked on aghast at our closed border, maniacal sort of approach, and thought, this is not a country I want to have anything to do with? What if they went elsewhere? where the processing was easy, the welcome was big, the salaries are bigger, and we miss out. I hope I'm wrong, but increasingly the COVID damage continues to be exposed, whether it's lack of holiday makers or merely a flood of underskilled waiters looking to escape their homeland. Meantime, the bright and the young Kiwis, they're taking off. Good ones leaving with ordinary ones arriving. That is no formula for first world success. I sort of felt a bit racist, a bit complicit in racism when he said some of those things, because he sort of was implying like too many Indians are coming here. And then I sort of thought, I've got, I've got three Indian restaurants now within easy walking distance of my house. And when I say easy distance, easy walking distance, the furthest one away of those would take me about seven minutes to walk to. The closest one takes me about three minutes to walk to. 
Am I making a point? I don't know. The rewrap. Uh, Mike certainly wanted to make a big uh, a point about big tech, uh, the money they make, especially compared to the power that I don't know whole countries have. Here's an interesting thing: the EU, speaking of which, are looking to fine Apple 500 million euros in an antitrust crackdown. I won't bore you with the details, but it's the usual app business where they don't tell you there are other deals out there, etc., etc. So you think is any of this going to make any difference? No, because the magnificent seven. Apple, Amazon, Alphabet, Meta, and Microsoft, as well as NVIDIA uh, Nvidia and Tesla, their combined market cap alone would make it the second largest country in the world. That's how valuable these people are. Greater financial might than almost every other major country in the world. Outstrip all of those listed companies in almost every G20 company. Only China and Japan, and Japan only just, have greater profits when their listed companies are combined. Microsoft and Apple individually have similar market caps to all combined listed companies in France, in Saudi Arabia, and the UK. The concern now growing that they are so big, so powerful, that should anything go wrong, the whole world goes wrong. So when the EU goes, we're going to find you 500 million, they're looking down the back of a sofa for that change. It's a joke. Yeah, Mike says that, but there have been some changes, like the whole um, uh, USB-C thing that Apple have had to change to because the EU basically said so. They wanted to standardise all the um, charging cables. That's happened. Uh, There's an update coming to uh, Apple uh, early next month that will allow uh, other opposition competitive uh, app markets. So you don't just have to go to the Apple Play Store. Is that what it's called? The App Store? Sorry. uh, To get your apps. So, I mean, some of these things are having some kind of an effect. Just going back to the Indian thing, I, I... I don't think Mike was trying to say he didn't want Indians coming here. I think it was unskilled Indians that he was talking about, i.e., you know, people who just then come and get a job in a restaurant. Um, although we want people to work in restaurants too, don't we? I don't know what he was saying. I'm sorry I brought it up again, really. The rewrap. Uh, but, you know, we had to bring people from other countries in because we're not making enough of our own people. Birth rate, by the way, lowest natural increase in the population in 80 years. So what's going on there? Well, I can tell you what's going on in there. No one can afford to have kids anymore. Is what it boils down to. Simple as that. 19,071 more births than deaths last year. Uh, that lowest number since WW2. Back in 1943, there were just 17,562 then. 19,071 now. So live births, there were 56,955 live births in this country last year. 37,884 deaths. Live birth figure was also relatively low. Lowest number of births registered in 20 years. So we're not having children anymore. And it's, it's active. It's, I guarantee you, one, everyone's having children. Maybe it's me and I'm getting on. But, you know, when I was born, I was born to parents who were 21 years old. I mean, this was an extremely long time ago. Well, I was just referring to post, post-war. It wasn't post-war. But I was born to parents who were 21 years old. and that, no, It was post-war, but it wasn't but, that, it wasn't <laughs> it was that long, post-war. A long way post-war. Uh, but the 21 years old, and that wasn't unusual. Whereas nowadays, I'm, I'm looking at my kids. If, if my kids, um, who are 22 and 23, you know, etc., if they were having children, I'd be having, I'd be having kittens. I mean, you just you look at your children and you look at them at 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, as I do, and you think you are going to procreate. You must be joking. And so, thank God, that's all changed. But then you get to their situation in life too, and, and some are working on their careers, some are still studying, some are starting their own businesses, some are making their way in the world internationally. And you think, who's having a child? 
Who on earth is having a child at the age of 24, 25 years old? So you push it out. Suddenly you're 31, 32, 33. And so at that stage, maybe. But then at that point, you've been together a while. If you're in a good, stable relationship, which I'm encouraging at the moment. And you get there and go, well, hold on. You know, why would we have children? And that's not an unreasonable question to ask. I don't think, and it, it used to be, and there's a tremendous societal pressure still, I'm sure it still applies, where people go, oh, you haven't had any kids yet? Grandparents ask questions like, that. oh, when are you going to give us a little grandchild? That sort of stuff. Well, they're not grandparents if they haven't got one. No, but they want to be. In their minds, they are, Glenn, that's the point. They've Do you them. want to be a grandparent? Of course I don't want to be a grandparent. No. And that's the next the next person. I, I, and I also reckon that my kids look at me and they go, would he be a good granddad? I and they, and they go, no. Anyone calls you granddad. I mean, I call you granddad, but that's for other reasons. But I, I'm looking at myself and I'm thinking to myself, I'm too young to be a grandparent. I, I see grandparenting now as, I think, 72. 72, if, I, if somebody had a child and I was 72 and I'm a grandparent at 72, I'm thinking, yeah, no, nah, that's all. That's I'm just all. doing the mess another three, four years away. <laughs> but I'm, I'm, what I'm saying is I'm not remotely surprised that we are not having children anymore because who can afford possibly to bring people into and And I'm, I'm probably scarred because I've dealt with five and, and I can't even begin to tell you the cost of raising five children, the ongoing cost, by the way of raising five children now adults and so when you do, do, do you think also people go oh world's on fire there's a lot of that uh, 100% we got at least one kid who thinks the being, world's ending it's shortly. being bombed 100% exactly they've grown up in a world of chaos and catastrophe and they think well I'm only here for another 20 years what's the point point? And, and, and our Prime Minister didn't have a lot of good news for us the other day exactly. he was, a, he was it's a fragile downer. it's fragile there's, there's mould on the police stations I can't get a Hone St John if I cark it after a hard night on the RTDs, what's the point? I mean, what if you had to be you know, rushed to the hospital to have the baby? And then Precisely. There's no, there's no one there. They're med there's students. no nurses. They're med students. They're all med students <laughs> running hospitals. Guys, no wonder we're not having children. Um, I feel partially responsible for this, of course, because I, I mean, if you're a long-time listener to uh, either this podcast or the News Talk ZB podcast, uh, you will have heard me... Um, implore you to never ever ever and never ever never never ever never never ever ever never have children because and that way you solve all many of the problems of the world so i think we're a step closer to solving all those problems so let's uh, rejoice uh, i'm glenn that was the rewrap uh, don't have children between today and tomorrow and i'll see you then the rewrap the rewrap For more from Newstalk ZB, listen live, on air or online and keep our shows with you wherever you go with our podcasts on iHeartRadio. If you enjoyed this podcast, you will love our New Zealand Herald podcast, The Little Things, hosted by me, Francesca Rudkin, and my good friend, Louise Airy. We focus on all the little things that you can do to make a positive impact on your life and to cut through the confusion from the health and wellness industry. Join us every Saturday to hear from the experts for all the tips and advice you need. Just search The Little Things on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts.